Welcome to Winging It, the one and only Catawba Valley Community College podcast. I'm Cassidy Collins, part of the Red Hawk Communications team. Join me as we hear from the voices of the Valley and catch up on our latest events. I'm so happy to have a full room with me. We have instructors and students from our general education courses who are eager to share some of their field trip experiences. I'm really, really excited that you're all here today. Take a moment and introduce yourself, your name, and anything else you'd like to say. Okay, hello. So my name's Adela, and I'm a Challenger student. Hello, I'm Venus, and I'm also a Challenger student. Hello, I'm Professor Carver, and I teach psychology and American government. I'm Dustin King. I'm the department head for astronomy, math, and physics. And uh, my name's Tim Shatley, and I teach in the mathematics department. I uh, have not had this many people in the podcast yet, so we're going to see how it goes today. Share what you three teach in depth a little bit and how um, you decided to start these field trips. What sparked that interest? I teach psychology and American government. This field trip has been in works for like three years. We were trying to get um, actually um, an audience with the chief to see how they conduct their boards of elections. It's so much different than regular United States. And and we wanted to see some of the social problems and the psychological impact of drugs and poverty on the reservation. And that's why we decided to start. Very interesting. Uh, So I teach... All different levels of mathematics, but representing three different departments, I wanted to provide an opportunity for any student in, within those departments to see what some opportunities are out there besides uh, getting an associate's degree. Uh, so that's why we decided to go to NC State as well as the Durham Bulls. And uh, for me, again, uh, in the mathematics department, I think that we all kind of end up teaching a little bit of a mix of everything. Um, But one of my favorite courses to teach is statistics, just because of how applicable it is, you know, in the social sciences, like it's hard to do any kind of good science without statistics backing it up. Um, So, you know, having that kind of love for that field, it was a really cool idea to be able to go to the Institute for Advanced Analytics at NC State. You know, that's a really new program. Data science is a huge growing field. Um, And then also, you know, to go to the Durham Bulls and talk a little bit about how they use analytics uh, in their decision making, both on the business side and uh, the athletic side as well. So that was kind of where that came from. That's fantastic. Just a little side note. You're in the communications department and oh my goodness, like I personally, I have not had a math class in almost seven years now. So I could not imagine going back to <laughs> statistics. Like I would, I would, I don't even think I ever took a statistics class. So interesting. You should. It's great. <laughs> With your department, you originally went to the, um, to visit Cherokee. And so share, um, share your experience there, what you learned, some new things that you weren't expecting. So we, our Cherokee trip, it consists of going to the Econolefti village where personally I got to see how the Cherokee lived and how they survived back then. And also I, I took what I learned and I kind of applied it to like a general view of how um, people lived back then. And so I saw like the tools they use, how they cooked and what they used to travel in, like a canoes. 
And then our trip also consisted of like going to a museum where we kind of got to learn like more about like the trip of, you know, like I think it was like the Trail of Tears. And also we got to learn about this like bean game. I don't remember what it's called, but it was like a bean game. Um, we also got to play it during class after we came. And that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like where you like you put all the beans in like a thing and you shake it. And then when you pour it out, there's if you get like two white beans and you get like a point or if you get like five. Yeah. Fun. Had either of you been there before or been to um, places that had museums like that? No. Yeah. So this was your first time. Yeah. In the village, we also got to see dances there performed and it was really cool. And I got to see or we got to see the diversity there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was this only was this only with Challenger or was this also with CVCC students? It was open for any CVCC student. Okay, okay. So you had a mix of both Challenger and um, current college students, and we had a mixture of online and seated and virtual students. Oh, so was this? I guess the first time you met some of the online and virtual face to face. It was the first time, and you know, you really don't get to know them very much through a discussion board or just the paper. But when you see them face to face, and they're like, "Oh, you're Professor Carver," you know, um, we did bond on the trip really well. You know, you come back different when you're able to spend that much time together and learn together. And what are some of the ways that you were able to connect the field trip to the classroom and to the curriculum? Um, I teach psychology, so we really focus a lot on different kinds of drugs and the damage that drugs do to a society. And we focus on problems like um, children's welfare and abuse and neglect and situations like that. And we were able to see like what we would call the really pretty side of Cherokee with all the Native heritage. And then we met with social workers and we got to see the negative side of Cherokee, what they struggle with, the pains that they're going through, the hardships, especially with the children. Um, what was interesting, I found, was out of 10,000 Native Americans, only 146 speak the Native language. So they have a total immersion school where students start at six months old and go all the way up to the seventh grade where they're just immersed in the language because there isn't anyone to teach them and the language is dying off. And I felt that was very sad, but they are mm -hmm. making huge strides to correct that issue. That's good to hear. Have you gotten any feedback from the field trip from your students, either virtual or in person? They love the field trip. And I think, you know, in one of the meetings we had with a social worker, she was talking about how students, when they're pursuing a degree, you know, they may have it in their heart. That that's what they want. And she said, you know, very plainly, make sure that you do an internship and you understand what you're up against because it's so much different in the world. And she had a very interesting dialogue with another student. I don't know the student's name. She wasn't in my group, but it was amazing how. Um, you saw her lot, her little eyes brought up and she was like, now I understand what's going on and I understand the hardships that you're having. And it isn't just this pretty world. I've taken many field trips, but I believe this was probably my favorite. I think it's important to be able to go somewhere and step foot in a place because, like you said, with being able to experience both the positive and the negative, especially in a psychology um, setting and, and having that background in mind, that really, I think, makes more meaningful what you're teaching and what 
students are learning and seeing firsthand, you know, how that goes hand in hand with the real, real world. Um, that I'm sure made an impact on the students. It did. It, and, you know, we can teach it out of a book and we can write it on a blackboard or a Promethean or whatever, and students can observe it and they can read it. But when they're face to face with what's really going on in the world, um, you see a change in that student, a brightness, a hope, a future that, you know, I can make a difference in this world. And um, they even encouraged our students to come and work for them later as they, you know, graduate and move on to their careers. That's fantastic, too. Venus and Adelum, um, what did you take away when you had that first-person experience in Cherokee? Besides, besides the activities that you did, what did you take away as far as how you can apply it to what you learn in the classroom? Well, I really got a better, better understanding of the Cherokee and how they live and... I guess in the moment, I wanted to like live in the moment. So I really enjoyed the trip and it was a special opportunity for us students to actually go on the trip because like what professor said, it was, it's different like being in person, seeing it face to face and seeing it like on, like virtually on your Chromebook. So I oh, really yeah. enjoyed it. Oh yeah. Um, I think I would just yeah, agree with what she said. <laughs> For over 60 years, we have empowered the courageous to become champions. The bold to become lifelong learners and tomorrow's leaders. We believe it's okay to begin again. That your education should go beyond your expectation. That the ordinary can actually be extraordinary. Be more. Be CVCC. Dustin and Tim, you took that trip to NC State. So talk about uh, how that connected with the classroom. So we took our six students, all six students. They were not all advanced math students. They are all walks of life from our beginning math courses through calculus to uh, we had students from both in person and online. And we had students from both of our um, main campus as well as our, as well as our Alex Center. And they were, again, some of them were challenger students, while others were traditional college students. Going back to what Ms. Carver said over here, it seemed like uh, the students' eyes were open at the different possibilities that were going to, that they could have in a math or physics field besides just being a teacher. Especially at the Advanced Institute, they had tons of questions for the head of admissions, and they were very inquisitive about that program. Yeah, I think that there's a good chance we've got two or three data scientists in, in waiting right there. Yes. They, they were very, very excited about that part. <laughs> no, this was our like first opportunity. Our associate dean wanted to provide each of our departments this opportunity to take some students on a trip that they may have not experienced before. So I reached out to my faculty members to see like what they would be interested in. Um, so Jim McGinnis mentioned going to the Durham Bulls and talking about the analytics in baseball. And then I went to do the data analytics. And then I also went to do something that represented the physics department. So our physics instructor mentioned also NC State for that. And it also provides them the opportunity to see a bigger university that they could transfer to if they wish. 
so this was our first trip and just just reaching out and luckily everyone I reached out to was responded and was more than happy to have us. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic as well. What kind of reviews or what takeaways have you heard students discuss? I'm not sure about Mr. Shatley over here, but I have received two emails um, from students that took that trip. One, just being very gracious that they actually got to go because this was their first trip at a community college. They didn't think these existed and that they really appreciate the opportunity to and going back and visiting with the Institute for Advanced Analytics. I, to be honest, I haven't really heard any kind of feedback, but I was just really excited to go see the book bot again. Yes. <laughs> what was a really fun highlight or moment from the trip? So I'm, I'm going to talk about the book bot, obviously, <laughs> because it's, it's the coolest thing ever. Um, so we were going to, uh, like I said, the, the, the Institute for Advanced Analytics is on NC State's Centennial Campus. And uh, that's where their engineering department and everything is housed. And there's this massive library there um, where they built something called the BookBot, which you should absolutely look up on YouTube. It is this large humidity controlled chamber. And it really is a chamber like room doesn't do it justice. Uh, But there's a digital kiosk and you can search the collection. You tell it what book that you want. And there's a robot that runs on rails and it knows where in the collection it's at, pulls out that drawer and scans the books to determine which one you're interested in. And then it'll deposit it at a kiosk where you can go pick it up. It's, it's like, like a, a humidity controlled book vending machine that's got storage space for two million titles. I was going to say it's like a virtual library, except for it actually gives mm-hmm. real books to you, which is even better. I'm really glad I'm not in library sciences because I'm a little scared about the book bot, but um, it's really cool to watch. That's so cool. I didn't even know that <laughs> State had that. It's mm-hmm. so cool. I mean, I'm not surprised, but... Dustin, what was your favorite part? Uh, my favorite part was me actually considering getting a new master's degree <laughs> and going because, again, the Advanced Institute uh, for Advanced Analytics was a very strong selling point with the 100% job placement rate. Yeah. <laughs> um, and making uh, triple digits. But again, I think CBCC has me for a while. So, yeah. That was, I think, everyone's, a lot of people's favorite part besides the book bot. Right. And I'm sure it was eye-opening for students now to see how CBCC can put them on that path. If they want a two-year degree and they get a job, that's terrific. And if they want to be able to transfer, um, not only do our programs here, but also some of our uh, enrollment managers can help put them on the track to get there. And that was one of the biggest selling points for this uh, master's degree is you didn't have to be a math bachelors. Uh, They had all different walks of life from um, bachelors in social sciences, mathematics, business, accounting. The only thing they had to have is one stats course. Um, So that's the one math course you may need to take. And as I said before, I still would not qualify for that because I never even took a stats course in undergrad. (laughs) Well, that's really, really cool. Sounds like you guys maybe want to take other field trips with CBCC in the future through that tour other universities, too. (laughs) Um, I had another comment about takeaways and... Going on like a field trip with your school, it doesn't only help the students get a, a better understanding of the class, but like I speaking for the students, I personally got closer with the with my professor. And I guess that no, not I guess it really helps like the connection with me and my 
professor and with the class. So like, since I have a better connection with my professor, I enjoy my class more and I don't like dread coming to school and I, I actually want to learn now. But I'm sure it also helps even if you have uh, difficulty or have questions that you need to ask it. I'm sure you feel like it's more approachable in the classroom now to mm-hmm. ask those questions. And um, also, I hope ignite a spark for learning even more and exploring different subjects because you might not have um, considered some of the areas that you learned about when you took that field trip before. And now maybe your interest is peaked in other areas, too. So mm-hmm. that's exciting. What about you? Any? Well, going like on the field trip. So lately we've been kind of learning about like human trafficking and kind of like stuff like that. Um, And with that, I think because we went on that field trip, it kind of helped me see like, you know, like these people are are struggling and it kind of helped me sympathize kind of more or like help me give like uh, get a better perspective with, you know, like parts of like the human trafficking, like with like other countries that are a high, high trafficking percentage. Um, Yeah. I think it was it was definitely more enlightening than I thought it would be. And I learned a lot more than I thought I would. My favorite part was kind of interesting. We had a really funny guy, didn't we? The guy, he took us around. He was so funny. And, and um, he asked what, um, and he was asking history about the Native American. And he looked at me, well, I teach political science and psychology, so I had no idea what he was talking about. Um, But did you know that Native American Cherokee Indians never resided in teepees? And I didn't know that. I, you know, I've only seen it from what I've watched on television and I had no idea. And he said that was the way that modern man displayed them, that that it wasn't the truth at all. And it was just kind of earth shattering to see real life, what their lives were like. And we had no idea. And it shows how maybe the media portrays things and it isn't actual. Um, he did show us a lovely lady and both of these lovely ladies have these tiny little fingers, but like your sweater, um, they did it by hand with just, just different colors of yarn and so, so small and so tiny. And it was very impressive the way that they made their canoes and they kept their food and how they kept it all winter. And they had these underground like houses in the deep, deep, deep winter. And they would put hot coals in them and then put an animal skin in the front. And that's how they stayed warm. But it was smaller than this room and you would put an entire family in it. And so we learned a great deal. But just like they said, bonding with the students was the absolute best. We came back totally different than when we left. And I believe that we need more field trips like this so that we can get to know one another. And they know that we are real people and we really love them. (laughs) And we really want to see um, them achieve their highest goal. I was going to ask for the instructors in the room, what are some field trips that you have planned in the future? Or I'm, I know the semester is coming to a close, but what are some field trips that you have planned for maybe next semester? Honestly, I've not thought about that yet, but going back, I definitely want to continue field trips with our department, whether it is bringing concepts in a textbook to life, like the Cherokee trip, or whether it's providing students some opportunities that they may have not considered. Uh, I think it's just a win-win for our students as well as our faculty to build those connections. I, I'll be honest, I don't know what I'm having for lunch yet, so I've, <laughs> I've, I've not thought far enough ahead to think about other field trips. Um, Are there any 
things in the past that you've looked at and been like, oh, that would be very cool for my students to visit or a cool experience? Yeah, there, there's a couple things that I, I would really like to do, but I don't know that they're within the realm of possibility. Um, and, and Dustin, my, my department head, has not heard these ideas. So this is a... Oh, no. But, um, no, the, the first one, I think, and I don't, again, I don't know how this would even really work. Um, there's this thing called the Body Farm at UT Knoxville that would be really interesting. You you light up, you know what you're talking about, right? Or you know what I'm talking about. Um, so there, there's the uh, researcher, um, Dr. Bass, I think was his name, who started it. And it was for forensics. He basically would take corpses which have been donated. Wait, I've been somewhere like that before. Yeah, and, and mm -hmm. look at them in various states of decomposition so that it would help forensic science. Like you could look at a body and determine, well, based on the state it's in and the conditions it's in, um, this person died so long ago. Uh, there's it, It's something that combines a lot of different kinds of science uh, and mathematics. But again, I, I don't know that you could convince a bunch of of students to go to the body farm, <laughs> so to speak. Um, so that one's a little more macabre, but I think it would be a really interesting experience. Uh, the other would just be to get a night together um, for an observatory trip somewhere. Not one in specific, but I, I think especially for our astronomy students to, to be able to use a higher quality telescope to actually see some of the things they're learning about would be really interesting. That would be fascinating. I've, mm. I've always wanted to be like to find, you know, a very high tech, able to see the planets, you know, that you didn't even know about. Well, and they usually like um, when I was in grad school, uh, we used to go fairly bit because we were huge nerds um, or we go fairly often. Uh, but uh, in addition, you know, to the, the free viewing and stuff, there's usually lectures accompanying it um, by people who actually know what they're talking about. And like you can learn the coolest stuff like pulsars, neutron stars. Um, space is really weird and it's really interesting. So th those would be my ideas, I guess. Dead bodies and stars. <laughs> hey, I mean, learn all different types of um, subjects here, I guess. That's funny. Well, is there anything else that um, you all would like to share today about general education, about your programs, about um, your experience in these programs as students? I know that the work environment is really good right now and, and jobs are plentiful. But if I could say anything, I would just say for students to come back because um, the jobs out there are short term and we can give you something you can't get there. And by these other field trips he's talking about, and I'll go to the body farm if I have to beg. <laughs> um, that, you know, long term, you know, thinking about their lives long term. This is what they need. This is a foundation that they need, and we will do anything that we can to help them get there. Um, but one little field trip I would like to take, I would like to go back to the Cherokee Indian Reservation because um, the presidential election that's coming up in 2024, they also have their election for the chief, but they do theirs around a fireside and um, they nominate based on the different tribes. And it's a very fascinating um, way that they're democracy works. And I love to take students to see that, to watch it and to witness it and understand how it works there in comparison to here, because we have no jurisdiction over the Indian reservation, right. none whatsoever. And so it's pretty incredible. So 
um, I have taken students to the prison before, and when they left the prison, they were earth shocked. I'm sure, you know, because. It was a young baseball player, um, had his career out. He was at a college getting ready to walk on to a major team, drinking and driving, killed someone. He was in prison. His life was over, and that made a big difference Mm -hmm. to them. So anything that we can do to put them out in the community, to expose them to things safely, um, I'm all for it. I will volunteer, and I will go. I'll do whatever's needed to help them make it to do whatever makes them happy. I think that the, like the field trips, like, you know, that they suggested that they have like the ideas of going. I think those are great ideas. Like they sound really fun, really interesting. And I loved how the professor said that, you know, like they're willing to like kind of get us out there and like give us like experience. Like just hearing the story of what she said, like I'm already kind of like, yeah, oh my God, you know? I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to take a field trip now, <laughs> uh, work field trip, but um, well, thank you all. Um, it was a pleasure meeting some of you today and getting a student perspective and learning about the exciting places that you were able to, um, to visit and potentially visit in the future. I, um, Now I really want to follow up with another, uh, see if that happens in the spring and hear about how some of those go. Um, Hope you all have a wonderful day and uh, thank you. Thank you. And that concludes today's episode of Winging It. Follow us and receive updates on the podcast by reading the Red Hawk Report or checking out our social media posts. If you would like to be featured on Winging It, fill out our marketing request form on the MyCBCC portal or contact our host directly. Don't forget to like and share all of our events on social media. Catch you next time.